everybody, and thanks for tuning in to this episode of Metrosite. I'm Beth Schultz, Vice President of Research and Principal Analyst at Metrogy, and with me is Gideon Credor. Gideon is the Chief Marketing Officer at WorkVivo. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with the company, WorkVivo offers an employee experience app designed to connect employees emotionally and to keep them engaged. In large part, WorkVivo is about amplifying culture. And that's a critically important objective for many companies grappling, uh, continuing to grapple with the post-pandemic workplace issues. Metrogy's own global research on workplace collaboration shows that a lost sense of community and culture is the top challenge associated with remote work today. 41% of our study participants identified it as such. That compares to only 29% the year prior. Now, back in April, Zoom announced that it's acquiring work for Vivo. And I'm excited to hear from Giddy on how the relationship and technology will evolve as a result. But we'll get to that in a moment. For now, welcome, Giddy. Thank you, Beth. So, I'm really happy to be here. Great. Now, start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself, just to sort of a scene setting, who you, know, who you are, why'd you join WorkVivo, what attracted you to the company, had you been involved in employee experience previously? So I was born in a cold blizzard night 45 years ago. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, well, um, I've been in marketing for the vast majority of my career, usually software as a service, usually disruptive startups, uh, reimagining traditional categories. Uh, marketers do a lot of things. Some of them are more on the growth and data side, and some of them are more on the product marketing side. And my niche is definitely the storytelling part, which is why I'm drawn to places where you reimagine industries. So I did that in a few different industries and types of companies. And after um, my previous company, a startup that became really big in business travel, I met John, the founder and CEO of WorkVivo. And uh, I started actually uh, consulting, but I got lured in, drawn in really quickly uh, <laughs> because I felt emotionally connected myself to the challenge that you started to describe. And it was something that I felt very excited to work on making a difference there. And the rest is history. We had an amazing journey over the last three years or so. And, and that's how long you've been at WorkVivo for the last three years? Yeah. Roughly? Roughly, okay. yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about WorkVivo from a technology perspective. As I mentioned, it, uh, WorkVivo provides an employee experience application. So what does that mean exactly? Uh, we, we like to call ourselves an employee experience uh, platform, which represents a trend that's happening in the market. And I'm, I'm sure that you see from your side, which is uh, a lot of point tools and communication and engagement in what used to be called an intranet. More and more vendors are avoiding to use that word because it doesn't, it's not the most exciting word, right? It's converging into a, a thing, a greater platform that is designed for all sorts of communication. And in order to elevate the digital employee experience of people working in different models from different places, a hybrid, but not only in an office, but also the 70% that actually work in the front line and traditionally have never been connected to things like company culture and communication in a world where, you know, attrition is a plague especially in a lot of these industries that are dependent on frontline employees and research shows time and time again, and now more than ever, ever in history, that if there is one reason, driver for attrition 
or on the other side for keeping and retaining employees, it's the relational emotional reasons, how much they feel connected to the culture, to the purpose, to each other, to the leadership, how much they feel appreciated. Uh, and that's what an employee experience platform is supposed to do, give you an operating system to measure, drive and improve the digital employee experience that is vastly based on engagement and communications in a company. So you talked about sort of all the point products, the confusion. So if, if someone were to come to you, are they coming to you for employee engagement? Are they coming to you for employee communications? Are they coming just for this broader, like we need to do something about employee experience? So I think you covered all of the, op all of the above. Option B, all of the above. Now, it's actually a big challenge commercially, but it's also a big part of the opportunity. If it were easy, everybody would have been doing it. And the challenge is that the discussion, the start, the beginning of the discussion, Beth, is very different in different scenarios. And I think it has to do with like the type and DNA of companies and where they are in the maturity curve. So you have the ones that come in and, uh, you know, as they said in Jerry Maguire, we have them at hello. They want emotional connection and the CEO wants to be able to sort of like, you know, take this and reach out to everyone. And when that happens and they talk about engagement and emotional connection and purpose and cult, we know that we're going to win. And that's where it starts. A lot of them come in and they just want a better intranet and it's driven more by IT. And that's where the discussion starts. And then there is a heavier lift to try and sell something that is transformationally different compared to another intranet, maybe with a like button. Uh, so it starts in different places and the personas vary as well, from heads of communication to uh, chief HR, chief people's officers, IT. And in a lot of cases, increasingly, increasingly since 2021, since sort of a year after COVID started, the CEO, him or herself, being directly involved as a stakeholder, not only because they care about culture, but because they're the number one power users off the platform. So they really mm -hmm. care and want to say the last word. So uh, it really varies. But at the heart of everything, I think it's about that maturity curve that we have a model for that starts at very transactional, top-down resource management and adds it in, at, at like a network of employees, something more community-based where employees don't only get communicated to, but they get a voice. And the experience is much more consumer-inspired than something built for admins. And most companies are somewhere on that curve. What's sure to say is that since COVID, everybody got pushed up that curve in order to find a solution and do something that actually gets people to adopt and engage with the solution, whatever it might be. Okay. You know, I'm curious. You mentioned that CEOs increasingly are getting involved. Is that determined by company size? I mean, you've seen that at the larger size companies as well as the smaller size companies? I would, I would actually say that we see it, uh, yeah, in the larger size uh, companies for sure, because for them, it's a okay. strategic initiative. It reminds me of uh, Bupa, for example, and uh, uh, maybe the biggest insurance company or one of them in, in the UK. And the CEO was so involved. It was part of a bigger initiative with the CEO spirit all over it, which was about connecting everyone from people in the office to people working from home to nurses working in another country in the front line and connecting them to that culture, to that set of values, to the purpose, to the goals. Uh, so we see that in bigger companies because it's te it tends to increasingly be 
a strategic initiative. They go to research for firms and consulting firms like, like yourselves and hear the same answer that the biggest impact that they could get in terms of ROI and everything is through engagement. And okay. they want something that is not more of the same, that is transformational, that is not slightly better, that is changing the paradigm. So they, they want to be involved in it. And then at the other end, we see it in very small micro companies where they're just not very big, and then the CEO would be involved. In the middle, it's where in a lot of cases, it'll be led by a chief and the CEO would not always be involved. Okay. So the importance of engagement from the top down as well as from the bottom up, I would imagine. Um, and, and speaking to that, you, you mentioned frontline workers. So is that one of WorkViva's sweet spot? Do you also bring, I imagine you also bring knowledge workers into the, the engagement environment as well? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I would love to say that this is how we plan the company, but that would be untrue. So it's easier to plan a thing like a social intranet or an engagement and communication tool to knowledge workers, people working in an office, right. and then hybrid remote comes in. And obviously that's a huge driver in order to figure out the whole digital employee experience, communication piece, right? But what we saw increasingly is that our sweet spot is companies that want to have a single solution for both that have people in an office okay. or increasingly working in home at home or in between and people that work in the front line that have traditionally been excluded from all of that. Uh, but a lot changed since COVID a lot changed, not only with people that used to work in an office, that's obvious, but with how people treat work in a way, how people don't want to just sell their time anymore, but are looking for deeper purpose or at least more appreciation. It keeps coming first in every research of why people are leaving or staying. And then you look at the map and the vast majority of these never had a solution. You know, we're talking about 70% of the employees that don't have an email and don't have a desk. And right. their right. interaction is limited to FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever happens in the store. And suddenly we started to, to, to sign really big companies, Fortune 500 retail companies, manufacturing and automotive and you name it, that are looking for that. We didn't coin that term, our, one of our customers did. They call it our, call us their digital heart. That one place oh, digitally, okay. things happen. think about it as like this pond in the savannah where all the animals come out to have a drink. And once that happens and you actually have adoption, a lot of other stuff and functionality like core HR, seeing your pay stub, all that could be integrated into that. So we started to develop more and more intranet functionality and stuff that people people were pushing us, company like customers. We want to do more with WorkVivo. Why? Because that's what they're using. People in the front line, okay. in the office, at home. And that started to become very powerful. And we keep pitching and we believe in it. But more important than any line in your endless RFP of 500 features are people actually using it. And people are using it. So it became that okay. center. Now you you mentioned a couple of times sort of intranet you know traditional intranet people don't like to use the word intranet anymore maybe it seems a little bit too dated um, I've seen a lot of people talking about the modern intranet as a way I think around that but tell us you know tell us very precisely what's the difference between that traditional intranet and what you guys offer so. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good question that I think a lot of the listeners and viewers would, would connect to. Most of the companies would have an intranet, intranet. Mm -hmm. These tools are usually built as portals 
more static, built around access to resources, usually managed and uh, bought by IT, and therefore designed for IT buyers and, and admins. As a result, um, usage is very low. A lot of research uh, that I've been reading estimates the true adoption rates of intranets to be anywhere between 10 and 30%, meaning people don't really, 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 really use it. Now, if, you know, the sort of pyramid of communications starts at like transactional stuff, like how do I reach the company policy for travel or stuff like that? And then at the end of the mm -hmm. pyramid, you have the purpose-driven stuff, our goals, our values, our purpose. Then we sort of flip the pyramid on its head. WorkVivo okay. is built as a community. It's built as a community. It has a social media-like design. And it invites people to not only be communicated to, but to actually get a voice. Freedom within boundaries. The admin could decide, you know, how far you want to take it. And you could have more control or less. But it's designed in order for people to communicate in a two-stream communication kind of way. Based on that, it means that we're using, you know, the same platform, like in social media, in order to do company announcements, but also to generate peer-to-peer -peer content or feedback. And then we build the internet, traditional internet functionality into that. So you have document management and you have like a, a pages a, and you have an app or a tool launcher and a lot of stuff that you want to have in your central communication hub or tool. But the heart of the heart is that feed where stuff happen, where, you know, our number one feature is uh, recognition. It's a, simple, it's a feature in work. Uh. It's not something you can do with it. It's kudos, Beth. I just wrote something nice about you. And I chose that to be a shout out and everybody gets it. And then for a whole day, you enjoy people chiming in and appreciating you. And it's something that happens in a, in a physical environment, you know, human environment. And, if, and, and suddenly we're digitizing that. And that becomes a huge driver for actual engagement between people, between managers and their teams, between the CEO and their company, right? So and that's a big difference, I think, where it starts and how it's architected, like this, flat, or like that. Okay. Way, one way, pyramidal, democratized. That's great. That's a great explanation. Thank you so much for that. So now I want to move away from technology so much and talk a little bit more about the business. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, um, the big news is WorkVivo's acquisition by Zoom. And that was announced in April, I think, um, expected to close the quarter, this current quarter. So has that closed yet or is it still pending? No, no, it, it, it closed. It now, you can okay, now you can congratulate me. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, um, you know, Zoom CEO, CEO Eric Yan, you know, one of the WorkVivo's first investors, an early advisor, so he's clearly been interested in WorkVivo, you know, all, all along. What made this the right time for the acquisition? And um, what can Zoom do for WorkVivo that WorkVivo couldn't do on its own? So many things. I mean, we were, we were, really, <laughs> pumped about, you know, we were really pumped about this acquisition as we, we weren't looking to get acquired. We're doing really, really well. We're growing over 100% year on year. In the last 12 or 18 months, we started to sign all these huge enterprise deals and, and win a lot. So the momentum was on our side. And then if it was anyone, we wanted it to be Zoom. 
because uh, Zoom is a company that really managed to change the world. In terms of what they do, it's like a, a cousin, you know, of what we are trying to do. The other side of communication, collaboration, mm-hmm. more productivity driven, helping people get their work done in ways that, that weren't possible before. And if they were possible technologically, they didn't work. Zoom made it work. We all felt it, you know, uh, in, in businesses and, you know, our consumer lives. So that gives very valuable experience and, um, uh, and it's a big advantage to be associated w- with that. We add to Zoom and I think as a visionary company that's been so disruptive, they, Eric saw it from early and they saw it from early on, we had another dimension to what they do. You could think about the whole world, whole port- portfolio of product that Zoom has that is amazing and second to none about collaboration, letting people do their work better remotely. And Zoom expanded their portfolio amazingly over the past like year and a half or so uh, with a lot of products uh, that help with employee collaboration and also customer-facing collaboration, like webinars mm-hmm. and virtual events and call centers, right? And then we come in and it's less about productivity directly. And it's more about the employee experience and all the stuff that we talked about before, the culture, the emotional connection, the employee engagement, and the personas are different. The HR, the communications, the C-suite. And mm-hmm. these two together, there is a potential to bring, to bring a well-integrated, unified platform that doesn't, that doesn't exist in the world today. There is Microsoft, but for a lot of reasons, they won't be the transformator. In a lot of cases, it's what people are trying to transform, actually. And they do a lot of things from tablets to this, right? And suddenly you have these two together and you cover all of all sides of communication, synchronous and asynchronous, productivity driven and emotion and, and, and uh, employee experience driven. Mm-hmm. And the power of having that seamlessly work together with features that you could imagine of using the power of Zoom video inside a work vivo activity feed. We could reinvent stuff like a town hall meeting digitally, AI that we still haven't really got to, but obviously it's a huge ask and Zoom are very strong in AI, an amazing AI team, so much innovation going on there. So what, what do we get? We get an amazing reach in order to really accelerate our go-to-market globally, much faster than we anticipated before. And the product itself, it's a, it's an amazing opportunity to really enhance that er, these areas in the product that would have taken us so much longer with, you know, some of the best teams in the world. So in this sense, it's like uh, it's such a perfect fit, and also culturally, uh, it's been it's hard to explain how natural it has felt since we joined, and I think that also has to do with the fact that Zoom is still a very hungry company, going up in the world. Obsessed with growth and with uh, providing great experience to new customer with disrupting, so uh, they, they, it's not the kind of acquisition that would slow us down, but the type of acquisition that helps us move so much faster. You know, so your sort of the grand vision that you have for WorkVivo, WorkVivo and Zoom, it's Zoom within WorkVivo, WorkVivo within Zoom. How, how are you? How how do you see that playing out for the enterprise? So first of all, uh, when we'll have something official to show, then we could then, then we'll share it. But it's very very new, and we're still exploring a lot of options. What we know for sure is that there will be a unified uh, solution, and there will be standalone solutions as well. 
for companies that okay. uh, start the discussion from the HR or comm side and maybe use other tools. They use uh, Slack or they use Microsoft, but they still want an employee experience best of breed. And of course, from the United, the, 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 the unified collaboration like uh, standpoint, uh, they want to get that, but they're not interested in that. So standalone, best of breed, plus a unified one that is much, 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 much better together that helps both sides of the business and future sides of the business as Zoom has been very ambitious and is continuing to expand and make acquisitions and launch new products and all that. But um, this is the way we, we see it. Okay. I, I wanted to just circle back to a point you made about Zoom extending into the call center, the contact center. So that also gives you the ability to then include those contact center agents in the WorkVivo um, experience. Would, would that be fair to say? When you um, think about frontline, are you thinking about contact center agents too? So, you know, frontline, because they're customer facing, they have desktops, of course, so they're a little bit different than deskless frontline workers. But has that been sort of the WorkVivo story at all? It's that, it hasn't been the story, but it's something that it, it won't surprise me if like, uh, you know, if it comes up because uh, in a lot of ways it makes uh, it makes sense. But there are like more immediate like uh, opportunities when you look at it, uh, for example, from a Zoom perspective, having a very appealing offering for companies that are heavier on the frontline side. Uh, okay. In any industry, healthcare providers, you know, the healthcare companies have... 105% um, attrition every five years. It's, a, it, it's, it, a, it's unbelievable. And every research shows that stuff that we talked about in this podcast are the main reasons before anything else. Uh, uh, so taking a purpose-driven industry like healthcare so heavy on the front line and bringing that purpose out there, that appreciation that is lacking out there, huge opportunity, which opens the door for a lot of other stuff that Zoom has amazing, you know, top shelf solutions to. And the same goes for other verticals as well. So there's some immediate like uh, opportunities that uh, are out there and uh, the sales teams are very excited to already create that joint story in order to uh, start and explore these like uh, joint opportunities. We're, all, we're, we're already working uh, on a lot of them. Okay. I just have a couple of, of last questions for you. And, and the first is around the convergence. Um, do you see more convergence between enterprise communications, collaboration providers, and then employee experience companies, as we've seen with Zoom and WorkVivo? And you mentioned Microsoft, you know, they spun up their own employee experience platform versus, versus a convergence, but they're, they are trying to converge that with, with Microsoft Teams and et cetera. I can tell you, like, uh, I can tell you what I think uh, right. and what I believe. So, I believe that um, the conver the first level of convergence that we talked about in employee experience between engagement, measurement, or employee listening, communication, uh, intranet, and uh, knowledge management, uh, that is already happening. Mm -hmm. It's already happening, which makes life very hard for point solutions that just do recognition, for example, and a growing expectation from enterprise companies to get something that would be more of a platform play that is extendable and integrated to other stuff. But 
clear center of gravity, and that is already happening. So we're not doing this alone. Microsoft are using the same terminology, and it's going there. Uh, so there'll be sure. more consolidation there as different tools become uh, platforms. Then what I see very, uh, the collaboration market, the unified communications market is more, collaboration market is more advanced. And you see that there as well, because companies want to have less tools, less noise, less distraction, not more tools, easier oversight and governance. And I see the emergence of a bigger market, a market of markets, as you will, that is a digital workplace platform. A digital workplace platform okay. where you basically have a center of gravity for everything. It doesn't necessarily, I don't know how the architecture would work. It doesn't necessarily have to be one platform. It might be two that are very, or three that are very well integrated, but one environment where communication of all sorts is being managed and an increasing integration between the functionalities and the synchronous and asynchronous sides of communication in order to streamline the experience more like the video example from before or the engagement example in a town hall meeting. Uh, I think that would become the case. And I think that in a few years, it won't be about if you have a digital workplace platform, it would be about which one you have. And there won't be more than two or maybe three that are splitting the vast majority of the enterprise market. The entry barrier would be too high for a startup to come and say that they just want to do all that. That's, that's interesting. Digital workplace platform, we'll watch out for it. Now, last question, that's sort of a future. What, what do you see for the rest of 2023? What trends do you see in employee experience for the rest of the year? So I think that like uh, uh, the main trend is it becoming a thing. More traditional companies suddenly defining digital employee experience as a CEO level, as a board level initiative, strategic initiative for the year, not a nice to have, not a cute thing. It's not a, it's not a cute thing anymore. I think that the trend of understanding the financial connection, the ROI mm -hmm. between these engagement measurements and what your employees are telling you and between attrition, absenteeism, uh, referrals, stuff like that, that's going to, it's going to become like every, uh, like a no brainer for very traditional companies. I'm not talking tech companies. I'm talking mining everyone. Uh, that's going to be the main trend. It becoming a thing, it becoming an industry. And within that, I think we're going to increasingly see the trend uh, that is uh, putting engagement first, giving people a voice and measuring the success of that program, but how much people not only like consume the information, but actually participate in a moderated way. And there'll be more and more demand for platforms that allow and encourage people to do that and uh, sort of activate them digitally, like you would do with customers in the consumer world. And that convergence, that convergence between employee experience and customer and user experience is going to continue to converge and become one thing, which brings you to the last one, which is enterprise consumerization. The understanding that the only way to get engagement is to create tools that are consumer inspired that people actually want to use. Nobody uses tools because they tell them anymore. They, they need to want to. These three things are, I think, going to like uh, take us by, 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 by a storm. That's that, that's great. Uh, that's great insight. I, I really appreciate you sharing that and, and, and sharing everything during this conversation. I, I enjoyed talking with you. I'm um, learning more about WorkVivo and, and your vision. So let's leave leave our listeners there. 
thank you again for sharing with us and thanks listener for listeners for joining us till next time take care everybody thank you beth it was great Thank you.